All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Friday edition of Oilers Nation Radio. First pod in a week because we were in the air on Tuesday and we were too drunk on the rest of the nation vacation to properly put together any content. Not true, Rick? We could have put the content together. Maybe the back end of it wouldn't have been great. Fair. I don't know what just happened over there. What do you Anyways, mean? you give us you give us mics, and we're good to go. I think the content would have been there too. However, we we weren't in a battle of ourselves. We were in a battle with time. Yeah, only forty seven <laughs> hours in the desert. It'll get you. Uh, welcome into Oilers Nation Radio. Tyler, Rick, Liam, Dan. No bag milk today. He is uh, like Nuge. We had to scratch him late because he's sick. So he's just following in Nuge's footsteps. And honestly, I respect the commitment to the bit from our boy bagged milk uh okay we're gonna get into all the usual run of programming but i want to start with something else okay lance demanded lance kane that i apologize to you rick for because about two months ago you said (laughs) top spot in the division i wasn't gonna say anything till next wednesday (laughs) and today this week on the show i just i'll let the facts speak speak for themselves rick do we have a graphic for this no, no, I don't make darn. graphics that make me the Oilers bad. now control their own fate when it comes to the first top spot in the division. They are 12 points back of Vancouver with six games in hand and a head to head matchup, which means if you were to win the six games in hand and win the head to head, you would be one point or two points up on the Vancouver Canucks. That is 
ridiculous. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. But there was no chance Vancouver is going to be able to keep rolling what they're doing right now or what they were doing. Sorry. What what is going to be interesting to see what they do from here on out. If you let this four game slide dip into what they've done so far, they're going to be in trouble. Do they have it in their dressing room to shake it off and get back out there and continue what they were doing at the beginning of the season? Who knows? That's going to be interesting to see. Four losses in a row. Again, control their own fate. Dan, do you think there's a chance the Oilers can actually do it? Well, I've, I think we've been saying it. Rick and I have been on the same page. Mathematicians say yes. So far, just saying that, yeah, I mean, the, the destiny is in the Oilers' hands. And all those games in hand that they that they banked up throughout the season with the weird uh, walk of fame break that the Oilers had mm-hmm. there, and then the all-star break, and then an extra all-star break around McDavid's birthday, I think. Yeah. So yeah, they've had some weird time off. The games in hand are going to help you and, and you have to win those games. Obviously that's a part of the, the equation here, but yeah, the Oilers and math it's there. Yeah. And again, like if you win the game in hand against Vancouver, which is one of the last games of the year, you would actually then at that point only need to go five and one in your six games in hand. Cause you do hold the tiebreaker over, uh, over the Vancouver Canucks as well. Right. How? No. Uh, regulation yeah. wins. Yeah. Oh yeah. Before they go head to head. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. The Oilers to catch them would have to win six more games. There are six regulation wins back right now. And then that would also, again, presuming things break the right way. and It's not a bunch of shootout wins. They would then be ahead of them in the second tiebreaker. So the Oilers would have the edge. Uh, let's Liam? let's say they do that. Yeah. Is coach of the year now, Mr. Knobloch? Oh, instead of Rick Tockett, if he leads them. Whoa, Rick just pushed his <laughs> mic away. Baller. He mic dropped it. Did I look good on camera? On a mic yeah, stand. We got it on camera. Uh, Liam? To which question? Both. Knobloch coach of the year, if they were to pass the Canucks, like, I mean, damn. He turned them from a bottom feeder into the division winner. And at that point, you'd be, I mean, almost talking about conference leader. Just crazy. Yeah. I mean, if they win the division, he's going to be in contention for sure. But I also think the job Rick Tockett has done in the sense, like bringing Vancouver to the heights that they're at, is quite impressive too. Uh, John Tortorello in Philadelphia fairly make the playoffs well. He's quite a good accomplishment too. Yeah. But I mean, he's, he should be in the conversation. Uh, as for the Oilers, Kaji Vancouver, I mean, it's a lot more realistic than we thought a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. But I, this is going to be just a real character build for. Vancouver to show what they're all about, right? Like this team now has lost four games in a row. How far will they slide that? Like if they keep going and yeah, the others can just catch them, but the others also have a pretty tough schedule and a lot of games in a short period of time as well. But they're going to be tough games. That's just every game. Yeah. Be tough. Oh, for we've sure. Seen, we've seen how it works. This is a great test for the Oilers. They get to sit there, look at something on a much closer schedule. Now, you know, it's much closer now and go, how bad do you guys want this? I if they to, go out there and grab the, and play to the best of their ability and figure out this dang power play and penalty kill, there really aren't too many teams in this league that should be able to beat them. Deal. Yeah. I, I think figuring out the second period is just kind of the big thing. Cause I, mean, I think that just comes with your power play and penalty kill too. They're just killing themselves in a second. And I do not understand it. Ow. Yeah. But even like, I know last game, the thing that gets me the most out of the last game is that minute and 40 power uh, minute and 40 power play in overtime. We are an offensive team. We had the most electric yeah. um, power play out there. Four on three. I think it's better than a five on three. You have one less passing opportunity. You have more reason to shoot the puck at this point. And they didn't do anything. They should have won the game in overtime. Swayman made a great stop though. But yeah, Bouchard that's fair. And I mean, I mean, take it, take nothing yep. away from the goaltender. Yeah. 
the Edmonton yeah. Oilers, those guys on the ice, they should have scored a goal. Yeah, that's fair. Should have been an extra point in the bag there. It's frustrating. Um, yeah. And just to go back to the top of the division thing, I know we're getting a little sidetracked off the jump here, but there also is a significant advantage. If you can somehow do it, it's still a very sizable gap. I understand that. But if you can somehow do it to have your first round matchup, be St. Louis or Nashville instead of Vegas, that's a huge instead of Vegas or LA. Like, that's big. Staying out of the Pacific Division in that in the way that the playoffs are currently set up is a good idea, especially when you're going to be facing possibly the stand defending. Who's first champs. place in the other division? Dallas right now is are they uh, Winnipeg? And what are we? Uh, well, uh, Vancouver's at eighty right now. Edmonton's at sixty-eight. So Edmonton. Oh, is- so you were assuming we'd get uh, if we finish there, we'll get the bottom of the wildcard teams. Yeah, like I'm assuming if you have enough in the tank to catch Vancouver then you've probably caught everybody just because Vancouver's four points up on Dallas. Okay, I see. So here's a fun little thing I just noticed. If it was still one through eight in the playoffs, you always play Colorado if it ended today. Hey. Yikes. Well, good thing Sorry, Sidney Crosby. That's not the way we're rolling with it right now, <laughs> thankfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Top spot in the division. I thought you were nuts, Rick, but <laughs> you were on to something. Let's go. It's not over yet, alive. though. They have to... And I think you'll see that out of this team. I think you'll see them kind of... If you go back a long time ago, the Calgary Flames did this thing with Daryl Sutter where he broke down the last 28 games into four seven-game sets Yeah, and broke it down as, you know, they started their playoffs that much earlier. The Edmonton Oilers can, st- can do something like that right now, and I think you will... I think you're going to see something out of this team. You're going to see this team kind of grab something. But what would he do when he breaks into seven-game sets? What does he do when they win four in a row? Is he like, hey, next three don't count, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Mail her in. Congrats on the sweep. You got yeah. the week off. <laughs> <laughs> Calls up a bunch of American League guys. Uh, all right. We're going to do something a little bit different today for the delicious debate. It is, as always, brought to you by Wendy's. They're letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year and daily face-off with the Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool. Get your picks in at dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com. For those of you who smoke the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes You can also download the Wendy's app and score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order and grab sweet victory from the mouth-watering jaws of defeat. Sign up now, dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com, win weekly prizes like the spicy chicken sandwich. We were on the nation vacation. Three of us were on the nation vacation this week, so I wanted to do a little, for the delicious debate, your best memory from the trip when we were out in Arizona. Got to give some love to everyone who swung by too. We had such a good group of listeners on this trip. Everything went incredibly smooth and we had so many good fireside chat, poolside <laughs> chat, barside chats with people. Rick, your favorite memory from the trip. You know what? It has to just be the atmosphere in the arena and I don't want to give it too much credit just because it is what it is and it's, you know, 5,000 people isn't very hard to fill. But I do like how the fact that I've, I felt like this, the bottom row there or the the bowl, I guess, the only bowl was steeper. So you sit higher, but you yeah. also sit closer to the ice. Yeah, like being a, row 13 there felt different than row 13 at Rogers. Yeah, right. At row 13 here feels like you're further away. You're closer to eye to eye, but I don't really care about that. We felt like you're right on top of them a little bit more. Yep. That was really cool. I mean, there's you're going to be hard pressed to find anything that was really bad about that, but it's that and probably just Chalmers. Chalmers is a <laughs> Chalmers. top memory. Yeah, yeah, Chalmers. I mean, the, take it from the golf course, take it to the fireside. You know, it really doesn't matter. He, everywhere he was, he was he was grabbing first star. Liam, <sighs> so I had to pick. Had a really good time. <laughs> Our five-hour hot tub session. 
Yeah, yeah you guys was, are in there a while. We were in there a long grinding time. Dogs <laughs> grinding. I think I've said it on a few podcasts now. We're just like interacting with people who listen to our shows. It's pretty cool to to meet everybody. Hey, do you wanna, they like? Have you unmuted anyone yet? Yeah, a couple of people. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just me and people. And honestly, like the, the whole the devil's advocate before and after was just insane. Like we were so far away from home. And the fact that we were able to just like load up that bar with everyone was quite incredible. So I, I that's my favorite part about the nation vacations is just me and everybody. And I remember BM told me before we went to Vegas last year is like you'll really see like what the nation's all about on this trip. And then we sold out the Tom's bar, was it yeah, called? Something like that. And then to do it again in in Arizona, I th- I think this one this trip was honestly probably one of the best trips I've just ever gone on. It was yeah. so much fun. It was, it was amazing. Dan? Uh, well, actually, well, Dan, what I wanted to ask you with uh, with us being there and with just that building being probably 70% Oilers fans, was it that noticeable on TV that that arena was just packed with oil fans? Well, first of all, yes. This is a sore spot for me. This is the first time I've not been able to come on a nation vacation officially like for any other reason uh, than I just wasn't able to. Um, so, yeah, you guys uh, look like you were having a lot of fun. But, yeah, it, it was really cool to watch from afar. Um, the national media really picked up on it. I think about halfway through the second, the second period, uh, people were starting to talk about it across the hockey sphere. So you guys, you guys made some noise and that photo, I just had it up on my phone, but the photo of, of mullet that you guys made kind of go viral about us taking over mullet <laughs> arena. Like, I don't think you could find a photo like that outside of Rogers place at any time during the year, except for during Is that everybody in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. The crowd shot and of for the record. I think you could zoom out a bit and still get that same oh yeah, type of picture. Sure. There was a, so when we got in there, it was obvious that there was a ton of Oilers fans, yeah. but it didn't sink into me how many people were there until dry saddle scored. And it's like, Oh shit. Like this place, Loud. everybody stood up. Like it was, it was nuts. It was, just, it was just cool. And yeah, it was, it was an unbelievable trip. It's, it is just a unique thing. And I know that, you know, it's a joke and that the league doesn't want to keep doing this and that we're laughing at it and all that. But like, it is a neat thing to have the opportunity to go into a 4,000 plus seat stadium yep. and fill it and just fill it with orange and blue. And you guys took it over and like, I love going to the junior barns, the small buildings, that kind of thing. It's fun. And so there's just something to be said for that experience for you guys. It may be a once in a lifetime opportunity. Hopefully. I, Thank well, I missed a once in a lifetime opportunity because not many people know this. And I haven't mentioned this, but Captain Felton was sat in my seat. That could have been me. Oh, a kiss could have been me. Uh, wow. It's tough. He looked right in the camera when he said that too, I think. I did. <laughs> the kiss could have been Liam. The kiss heard around the world. Uh, there you go. Just a quick recap for the nation vacation. Uh, all of our nation vacations brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sitting around sharing memories like this. It's going out and making new ones, which we love doing on nation vacations. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information on how they can. You know, you, you didn't answer that question, right? Uh, what was my favorite memory? I oh, yeah. had, Oh, you know what I'll say? Cause you guys kind of summed it up like the atmosphere in the arena on real atmosphere and devil's advocate was great, but our little walk from devil's advocate to mullet arena, as we were just like a parade of Oilers fans going down the street was also really, really cool. The funny thing about that is I wasn't in that group with you guys. Ooh, okay. I was at the bar still talking to a gentleman named Neil. And then we also had a big herd of Oilers fans 
take yeah, us, yeah. go with us too. So there was like multiple groups of people just walking there from Devil's Advocate. It was, it was cool. But the tone was set right from the start when we all stopped at Circle K and, and Rick left at me. He's like, I'll get the beers. You get the Gatorade. Get the Gatorade in the water. I'll grab the beer. It's great deal place. for me. Smart and man. I bought some sunglasses. Good teamwork. Yeah, we had, a, we had a great time. If you haven't been on a nation vacation, uh, once you, you got to join us on the next one. Good times are being at. So I want to do something a little bit different today on the delicious debate brought to you by Wendy's. But we can get back into the hockey talk now with who delivered for our friends at DoorDash. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. There have been three Oilers games since we last recorded an episode of the podcast. There was the 4-3 overtime victory over the Dallas Stars, the big dub down at the Mullet Arena in Arizona, and the most recent 6-5 overtime loss to the Boston Bruins. So there's been plenty of big moments, plenty of goals, plenty of storylines. But who delivered for you from these last three games for the Edmonton Oilers? Dan, you're down at the end. I'll let you go first. Oh, it's going to go to Mr. Evan Bouchard with five points, two goals, three assists through the three games. Uh, you know, it, it just so I just so happened to have watched the game previous to this three game stretch uh, with an Evan Bouchard hater. So I was definitely, I think, in a little bit more of a lens hmm. the last three games. And uh, he's been everything that you want out of the top right hand defenseman, one of the top right hand defensemen in the league. And uh, there's still inexplicably some people that want to get rid of him. But Evan delivered for me for the last three games. Were, were you hanging out with Jay? I wasn't oh. crazy enough. There's yeah. another one. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Evan Bouchard, that OT winner was absolutely beautiful. It's a shame he couldn't find a way to get one in that game against Boston as well. But Bouchard has been unreal. His defensive play has been way better as of late as well. So big shout out to Boosh Bomb, uh, Jay, or Liam. Jay. Warren Fogel delivered for me. All right. He's one of the oldest, best top six forwards that never plays in the top six. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, uh, when did they play Wednesday? That really proved a point. I think he belongs in there. He's playing really well this season, and I think he deserves another long chance in the top six. I agree with you. Like, I mean, Nuge is back, and I was really worried that they would just throw Nuge right back on the top line. And granted, that top line's been so good all year, but I think Warren Fogel has a chance to really fit next yeah. to Connor McDavid. I'm happy they kept him together. Two goals. You can't argue against that kind of success. You cannot. Last time he played Minnesota, actually, that's a lie. The time before, he had two goals, <laughs> and it was minus three. <laughs> no power play goals, by the way. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, <laughs> that's not good. Uh, Rick, who delivered for you? I'm going to say this with a, some some depth in my voice, and I'm going to like, enjoy watching the, both of your guys' faces, but it's number 13, oh. Matthias Janmark. <laughs> He's <laughs> popping goals. He's drawing penalties. Oh, what more do you goodness. want out of a guy who makes a million dollars a year? Maybe a little more, maybe a little more consistency, but in the last little bit here, he's been a very good bottom line player for us. Bottom. It's funny you say that. Cause that's how he scored his goal the other day with his bottom. <laughs> so did Ryan Smith once or twice. Since you guys called him Brown Mark and referred to him as Brown Mark, he's been lights out. Yeah. He's got two goals. No, uh, yeah, he's he's drawn penalties. Lights he's had a couple out. of really good games. It, it, you can't argue against that at all. I'd like to see more consistency out of him. I mean, for a million bucks, 
sure it's not all that bad and yeah you can't knock him at all because he's banged home two and back-to-back games and a big goal as well uh for my who delivered i'm going to go to that boston bruins game the first tying goal of the game was scored by number 90 Corey perry and it came right after or somewhat after he got into a scrap as well kind of jumped the guy but whatever we'll take it that's the fun of having Corey perry on your team but he knocked down that puck scooped up the rebound fired at home had good hands around the net Corey Perry has fit in absolutely wonderfully for the Edmonton Oilers since coming in. I know there were some people who were like, oh, is this going to mess with the chemistry? Is this the right kind of move? It it absolutely was the right kind of move. Right now, in his nine games since joining the Oilers, he has three goals and two assists. It's great, man. He's playing good. He's exactly what they needed is kind of that middle six, bottom six kind of ad. I'll ask you guys, give me a letter grade for Corey Perry so far since joining the Oilers. I'll go with an A. I don't know what more he could have done that you like your expectations of what Corey Perry can do at this point of his career to what we're getting is pretty much there, if not a little bit more. So I'm just going to give him an A. Again, this is Corey Perry at this point of his career. Yeah. B, B plus maybe. I don't know. A it's. <laughs> You're probably Three right. Like games. that's what I mean. That's like, but then and that's the like fight, a 25, 28 goal pick. And the fight and the 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 slash of the stick of the goalie's hands. Like he's doing Corey Perry stuff. Well, the fight cost him a goal. No, the power, the penalty kill didn't help him out at all. <laughs> he didn't put the puck in our net. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say B plus. I think he's been good. I think some there's some moments where I say, damn, like ah, you know, I'll just say, yes. you're probably right. How can I disagree with Rick? He keeps getting everything right. And I'm just <laughs> saying like a little schmuck getting everything wrong. Dan, letter grade on Corey Perry. Oh, it sounds boring, but I think A is fair. Yep. I, I like, I think my, my only hesitation now with Perry is just, it feels like the broadcast, like Jack and, and Louie are just really stretching to try and make every little thing that Corey Perry is doing right. Uh, be a focus of the, yeah, of the, of the, and I get it. Cause he's a new guy to the team. He's a new toy to play with. I understand that. Uh, but that would be my only kind of hitch there is that Corey Perry is human. He does have slower boots. We can all recognize like that. Like Evander Kane turned over that puck on the five, five goal. That's I was bad. watching that going Corey Perry probably should have taken a hard stride. Yeah. And it, but, and that, and that's not unfair. Right. And yeah, I just, no, no. I, and so I think that's just, that's just me as a fan more than anything. So yeah, a, I think is the answer. Yeah. I, I think it's fair, even though you're right. Like he doesn't, he doesn't skate fast and he doesn't try to make it look like he skates fast either, but he's still finding ways to be effective for the Oilers and man, just a free 99 pickup. You just go sign him for absolutely nothing. Like we're still talking about the Oilers needing to add two pieces ahead of the deadline. If they didn't stumble into Corey Perry, this forward group looks a lot worse. You know, better than me. Is there still a worry that Chicago could come calling and say that there was a, or not sorry, Chicago, the PA could come calling and say that there was an issue there and, but I, if now it would only be for the point of him recuperating money from the Hawks. Okay. So we wouldn't, he, we wouldn't be lost. No, I don't like think the Kane situation. God, no, because he was a free agent. And yeah, the PA agreed to allow that contract to be terminated. And even if they said like, hey, listen, you can't, that the reason you made the contract go away was bad. They'd have to just pay him as opposed to yeah. go back. To, <laughs> can you imagine? They just, all right, you're back in the Blackhawks. Well, that was just because the Evander Kane situation the year previous, right? We were told that. Kane could have been removed oh, yeah. from the team and sent to the Sharks. So, yeah, because he was grieving that. I don't think yeah. Perry's really going down that far of a road with the whole grievance thing either. So, I think they're all good in that regard. There you go. That is your who delivered for DoorDash. Uh, let's get into things a little bit more. We got a few other segments to knock off 
today. We're only 21 minutes into the podcast, though. What did you guys make of that 6-5 OT loss to the Boston Bruins? I think now, a couple of days to calm down, even going into the game, if it would have been like, hey, they're going to grab a point from the Bruins after being down 4-1, you would have been like, okay, that that I'll take that. That's not all that bad, but... You look at how that game ended with, you know, the bad cane turnover and then missing on the power play in OT and then whatever the hell happened with that last shift in overtime. In the moment, I was very, very frustrated. Now I look back and go, one point is fine. It's a solid point to pick up. But that was in the moment, Rick, definitely an annoying loss. No, 100 percent. I mean, yeah. When you look back at it right now from today, it's not that bad when you just look at it on the whole. But I mean, this is a we you had every opportunity to win that the yeah. the the bruins are good but they're not unbeatable this team needs to go out there and grab every game from here on in and treat it like we want the cup and i don't think they really did that and i think they still play a little bit flat or they they wait to react to how the other team is going to play a little bit more i want to see them go out there and grab the game by the throat every single time and i think you saw that they can do it to these teams they did it they were down four one and they came back but then they still have like silly mistakes after that you need to run through first base you need to play yeah. 60 full minutes and when they start and i and i know they know that I just don't see why it doesn't always come out. See, I would have been, I think, not okay, but I would have been better had the Oilers just got thumped by the Bruins six to two in that game. And, and you know, the second period continued into the third. But you see what the Edmonton Oilers are capable of in every single freaking third period. And it's just, it, that's, I think, where it drives me up the wall is that if that team came out and played like that against the Vegas Golden Knights when we were on our 16-game win streak, you play against the Boston Bruins last night like you did in the third period, and it's a different outcome for the entire game. And we just... As fans of this team, we know they're capable of it. We see it in in actual results like that comeback, but it just comes up a little bit short. Had they played the whole game and we not had the issues in the second period there, we would be talking. See, I think this is, comes down to coaching, though. So after they do their pregame warm-up and they come off, then you lean into them a bit. Guys, you're down three goals right now. How do you expect? <laughs> and you come out and start playing the third first period, like the third period, yeah. and we'll walk the league. So I shared these numbers on Owen every day and I'll pass them along here. The Oilers in the first period this year are plus 23. The Oilers in the second period are minus four. The Oilers in the third period are once again, or sorry, they're plus 13 in the first minus four in the second plus 23 in the third, which is a crazy swing to go from minus 20 or minus four to plus 23. But that minus four was that that's per period though, right? Like second periods yeah, over yes. all the second periods. All the it? second periods combined minus four, which is funny because in the last three weeks, I think is when the second period issues come into it. Yeah. They're like, I think they got to be like minus 10 or minus 11 in the last two weeks. Something crazy. Yeah. Like that. So you're right. If it, not it more. Make any, yeah. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. When you look at shots on goal, they've outshot the other team by 76 in the first period. In the second period, it's a gap of uh, 65. They're out shooting the other team by in the third period. It's 140. So they got this crazy ability to just put their pedal, put the pedal down in the third period. It's wild. Uh, I had some other stats here too. The Oilers, when they trail after two periods are still seven, 13 and one, like it's crazy that in whatever that would be 35% of your games, if you're losing, going into the third period, 
you're still finding a way to go out and get the victory. When they lead after two, they're 17, three, and know, I would be curious to see. And I, I know that just kind of pre post down the stats, pre yeah. post Seattle game, Wins. the, the yep. very first Seattle one. Yeah. Let's Woodcroft see what it looks like back no that first little gap. And then let's see what it's like. Since. Just because I, because I know that there was some combats in the win streak and then there were some games we lost one, nothing or one goal games in that losing streak. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I have the numbers. Oh, for the second period. Yeah. The Oilers are being outscored two to one since returning from only two. To, we're only down two one. 14 goals against seven four. Ooh, that's worse. Or two to one ratio. Yeah, yes. ratio, ratio. It's two to one. That's not bad at all, guys. So, yeah. Two to one ratio, folks. So it's a gap of seven since returning from the break. Yeah. So that means. When was the, ga- when was the break? Um, How many games ago? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Which means before the break, they were actually a positive second period team at that would be well, Tyler plus three. They went 14 games in a row without allowing two or more goals before the break. Yep. That'll help from the, I think it was the Rangers game to That's obviously incredible. Vegas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they allowed zero against Vegas. Then they went beat Anaheim two, one in the second. Then they lost two nothing to the Kings in the second, two one to Detroit in the second, four nothing to St. Louis in the second, three three against Dallas. And then it was two nothing against Arizona, and then obviously Bruins was three one too. There's literally the difference in every single game that they're losing is the second period. Nuts, absolutely kind of insane to be honest. Yeah, it is, but it makes no real sense. Like, there's it really doesn't. You can't, you can't blame it on the long change. And is there anything outside the long change that is a difference in second compared to first or third? No, they just straight up play bad. Like the other team must come out with a little more vigor or something. But guys, if you I know was, this is an issue, you know they got a bit of a flat tire here. Grab it by the in the beginning of the second period and go out and win it. If I was Skinner and Pickard, I'd be furious because they make them look so bad in the second periods. They're hanging their goalies out to dry. I don't think the goalies get angry for the record. I don't, it doesn't look like they do either, but like, like, like the Brad Myshongo wasn't great by any means by Skinner, but it's like probably preventable by CC if he anticipates what's about to happen. And there's plenty of goals like that through the second period specifically. They allowed four against St. Louis in the second. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that just can't be happening. And they were winning going into that period as well. Like, God damn. Yeah. All right. Either way, uh, we're going to continue along in a bit here, but first we're going to step aside for a quick break. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Back on Oilers Nation Radio. Ooh, yeah, scared you. Back. I know, you bring we a lot of... Back. Last time we did this, we did a minute break over at Devil's Advocate. It was an actual break. Yeah, we yeah. actually did. I break. expect us to just come. No, no, they're take. They're sitting down, moving tables and stuff. Ask the oh, idiot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we were moving tables. <laughs> Speaker was right there. Ask the idiots is brought to you by Nation Gear. Head over to Nation Gear today to get stocked up. We're getting pretty close to playoff time in the city, so you want to be looking fresh when that time comes. Head over to Nation Gear. Check out all of our new Oilers Nation collections. We had our eight-game heater shirt. We have the retro oil Derek Longsleeve, which is very cool. Our boy Eric, our graphic designer, made some really sweet merch this year for our run. NationGear.ca. Here's what we did for Ask the Idiot since I don't have access to bagged milks dms i sent out a tweet before we started recording the show and i said we're looking for some ask the idiots questions there are two that i want to get out of the way right off the jump because i think i can handle them sergeant obvious said do you know how much cap space we're accruing daily and how that works exactly no the segment is called ask the idiots we are idiots i can tell you that at the deadline they should have 2.1 million I think allegedly that's well, that's just what the internet said. But cap friendly says, (laughs) but but what what do we have to do in order to get that? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I have no one on LTIO every, every, every off day. Do we have to send uh, like Vinny down and then Holloway down and bring them up for game days? Like they actually could get more if they only had 12 forwards, but can't you like, I I don't understand. And I know no one here has the answers, but maybe original Puzar has this for us. Who, by the way, we met on. We the met show. him. What a beauty! He was on right? the show. Yeah, that was great. That was cool. I enjoyed meeting him. If every off day you paper transaction, the guys are able to go down. Would you not make money then? I kind of thought about that too. Like, and if you like could, if you, is it like, guys, if, just hire me at you know twenty bucks an hour, and I'll do it for you. Yeah, but I think it's. I I believe it has to be an optical thing. Like, it has to be league doesn't want teams sending up and calling down or all, sending all down hallway. Yeah, but would you rather do often. that or have uh, Vegas go, oh, this guy is on a, uh, he's having yeah. surgery and he's being back probably around April 14th. I, I don't disagree with you, but I, I think that you see that with the NFL a lot, that cavalier attitude towards these guys. And if that's and the case, just, then do it till you get your hand slapped. Yeah. If it's not against the rules and you're not breaking them. Yeah. Like sending down Dylan Holloway, hypothetically, is not against the rules. I don't think but so. To answer Holloway, the question, Picard, Vin, I think, can go down. So, so he's based off how much cap that player makes, uh, how much salary that player makes that day. Yeah, True. depending on where they are. Because you send those three guys down, you're talking almost $2 million. Yeah, because we spoke about this earlier, right? When it was like, well, if we send down Connor Brown for the final, or like you know, like the last yeah. game of the season, you send down all these guys, does that mean our cap hit kind of can take his bonus next year? I would assume it's similar to that. Yeah. But to answer the question, if you ask Gary Bettman or you ask any, I think even general manager of their team, how much cap space they have at that moment, they probably they don't have know. a person that they could ask. They don't It'll tell them. Yeah, and we them. have cap friendly to go look at for that stuff. So uh, the next question was from Den Poland, who said, is Jonas Brodeen an option for the Minnesota Oilers? He's got four more years at $6 million, a full no movement clause, <laughs> and he's a left-handed defenseman. So Stop gonna, trying to move our team to Minnesota, yeah. Tyler. Yeah. Minnesota Oilers? That's Minnesota Oilers. Is that what he said? What? Did Tyler, he say Minnesota he read Oilers? Minnesota Oilers. I don't know how it gets written. I said, could Brodeen be an option 
For the Minnesota Oilers. Yes, Minnesota Dan, Oilers. No, Dan and I looked at it at the exact same time. <laughs> I probably meant to, his thing said yes. from Minnesota. So from yes, Minnesota. That's just, fair. You were just mashing together. I do it all the time. <laughs> Pittsburgh Flyers. Fair. It happens. Uh, all right. Mark at the line blender said the Oilers first second rounders may be off limits for a rental, which I'll just start with that one there. I don't think the first and second rounders should necessarily be off limits for a rental. Like, I don't think the Oilers should be itching to go trade their first rounder for a rental. The second you can trade for a rental all day. Mm -hmm. But I don't think like if you can get a good enough rental for that first round pick, you absolutely do it. Yep. I move that first round pick and I do it before uh, Broberg and Lavoie. This is the rest the, of the team, I think, is relatively uh, attainable, but I'm moving that. I'm moving that pick. No problem for a rental. Let's go. This is the luxury of being a Stanley Cup contender. The Edmonton Oilers are that. And so, yes, you're right. You're not clamoring and chomping at the bit to get rid of that. But if it comes to you, you're going to be sending that right away. Yeah. Uh, he also added maybe they could trade for a young player, one with team control. And he listed a bunch. Casey Middlestat in Buffalo, Trevor Zegras. That's not happening. No, He's you. way too. I don't yeah, want I'm good. good. I don't want Zegras. Phil Tomasino, Arthur Kaliev, Capo Caco. That's not happening. Dante Fabro, Sean Dursey, Eric Branstrom, Alex Tessier, or Bergren. I think Bergren's in Detroit. Maybe Kaliev's not. Sure. Not going to be easy to get out of there. But I would like him. I don't know. Yeah, like for a cheap guy, a, a guy his size who can score off his shot like that. I like Tessier the most. I like Dursey the most. Actually, Dursey. Right. If you can get Dursey to be a right shot D man for you. That would be a real nice right side. You're starting to build up. I'll need at least an hour and a half to get over my issues with him first. <laughs> Fair enough. But I like Tessier. Liam, is there anyone that stands out there? I like Tessier too. I've kind of been on his train for a while. Cheap PK. Columbus is looking to get rid of him. Pending RFA. So you could keep him if you wanted to. I'm just reading Matt Larkin's article. The Oilers have an Achilles heel and apparently his goaltending. I would disagree. So would I. Tessier would be my answer though. <laughs> Dan, anyone you like there? Or do you want to talk about the goaltending? <laughs> Are you reading an article too? I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm not reading an article, but I'm frankly shocked that people are still pointing at the goaltending with this team and saying it is an issue. But I'd be interested to hear what Mr. Larkin has to say over at Daily Face. Oh, check it out. He said it's because the Oilers' overall save percentage is 864 post All Star break. I don't disagree. It's not been good. But with that said, the team has been terrible. I was just going to say, can you look at the goalies and say that they're the reason? I don't know. Not if you watch the games. I don't think. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And Kevin Woodley had a tweet about that too. The Oilers are giving up a ton of high percentage looks right now. And it's back to like their Ooh, early season numbers. Yeah. yeah. So that I mean, worked out well for us. And what was happening at the beginning of the season? The goaltending was bad. So again, maybe it's, I no, I still think like if the team plays solid in front of them, these goalies give you a chance to win most. Yes. I don't think that's a crazy take. Uh, KB dropped in three trade suggestions and wants to know who we think says no to each one. The first one, and I'll add a caveat that Chris Tanev comes at 50% retained. Oilers give up their first rounder for him at 50% retained. Rick, who says no? I don't know if either team says no. I don't think either side says no either. Liam? What was it? Sorry, Tanev in a first 50% retained? Yeah. I, I don't think either team would say no. I bet you the Flames will charge more. So I think the Flames say no. Oh, but a first feels like it's more already. Well, I believe that they can get more. And Tanev only else. has this year left, right? Yeah, he's a pending UFA. Yeah, I think Calgary would be dumb not to take that. I think Craig Conroy is a Unless you plan on battle of Alberta veteran, and he ain't going to help Edmonton out I, by any means. I would disagree. I think it helped. You know what? Screw helping the Oilers. I think it helps their team. It I gets you another first-round pick. Who knows it's where it's going to be. 
Um, and a chance to rub it in Edmonton's face for the next 15 years if you think you can draft a good player. Which yeah. Calgary has yeah. done a good job of, to their credit, last couple of years. Yeah, Zari Peltier. Uh, yeah. Uh, Frank had a thing on Tanner the other day, and one of the comparable uh, trades was the Brett Kulak trade from a couple of years ago, which was a second to seventh and Lagason. So the other is just an equivalent. Could probably switch Lagason and make it Nima Linen. Second, yeah, second to oh, seventh Nima Linen for yeah. Tanner. That'd be legit. I'd do that. Oh heck! If they wanted someone who could actually, who was a forward who can play, like I, I like him, but like James Hamling could also fill that void too. Yeah. Uh, the next deal: CC and a third for Tarasenko at fifty percent retained with the Senators. Uh, who says no to that one? I think Ottawa, maybe, just because I can't imagine they'd be terribly interested in the Cody CC reunion after it didn't go they well in the first time around. CC and a first. See, I've got a thing. CC and a third. A th- oh, a third, sorry. For Tarasenko, 50% retained. I think both teams say no because it leaves the Oilers with an issue on the right side of the fence. And it, I don't think Ottawa. But if they get Tanner. This is part two. Oh, this is part, part it's all, two. It's all one be- universe. Oh, I see. Oh, see. Oh, so you already have. Uh, okay, you know, the Oilers will definitely say yes then to I, that one. I got a question. Yeah. But I'll ask the idiots. Do we undervalue how, what CC's value would actually be? Yes. Because for me, like, I don't disagree. Like, the Oilers should upgrade on this guy if there's an opportunity to do it there. But he does play top four minutes. He plays on the penalty kill. Like, he has been in the league for a long time. If he had four like, more he goals, he has a role. This, if he had three to four more goals this year, do you think things would be a little bit different? CC? Maybe. Yeah. Like, has nothing to do with goals for me. It's defensive presence. Yeah, but like I, I look. I don't think he's a superstar defenseman by any means. But like he's, he's been capable. part of a team that has had success in the playoffs for a few years now, and he played a role in that. And I just like I like that trade. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't know what his value is. He's such a hard player to to get a read on from the value sense. I just think fans are always going to be measuring their players against their own players. And so for your defenseman, you're going to have a ranking of one through six. It's like having your own kids. Everybody has a ranking of their kids. <laughs> I'm looking at you parents right now. And I just think it's a reality. And so CC has just kind of found himself at the bottom of the pile. Whereas Brett Kulak was there before Kulak was the guy that we were always talking about trading, just like Warren Fogle has been the guy that's kind of slid down to the bottom of the, the top six role for a while. And now he's, he's found his way back up that list. I just think fans in natural yeah. are naturally going to rank their defensemen mm-hmm. and then find a guy to but ship might, out. They might also overrank some of their their the yep. guys on of the course. team and naturally and at the same time yep. underrank some of the players because they just personally don't like them. Because for you're going to exactly you're going to find the the confirmation bias that tells you you're correct in your opinion. The last one in this set of trades from KB: a second, a fourth, and Yanmark for Nick Bukestad. No, they can't do that because they acquired him less than a year ago on a retained salary transaction. I believe that's the case. I actually think that, or is it, they can't acquire him again with retained money. I can't remember. Does Bukestad bring that much more than uh Jan Mark that you include both those uh, draft picks? Yeah. What was it? A fourth and a sixth. All right. So this one from Puckpedia note that since the Oilers, that since Bukestad was on the Oilers roster till June 30th last year, they cannot acquire him in a retained salary trade until one year from that date. They can acquire him though at a full cap it. So, and what did the did the question say? It retained? No. So we could make that trade then. Yeah, I don't like him at 2.1 million. Though. What were the draft picks that we were including? Second and a fourth. Yeah, did, second and a fourth is good. It's an overpay for the difference between Bukestad and Yanmark. 
Does, Especially when you t- incorporate money. Does it say June? Th- it says June 30th, right? Yeah. So is that because that's when July 1st is technically the new season? Yeah. So, because a lot of people were going at Frank yesterday for his Riley Smith thing, saying that like he was wrong, that Vegas couldn't but he was traded before the season. June 28th. Yeah, so, so does that mean that they could still retain on him, I guess? Yes, right? they could still get him and retain based on what that little bird I, was. I saw that and I, I didn't question Frank because quite frankly, he knows more than I do. I don't think he would just say stuff for fun like I do. Yeah, frankly, <laughs> quite frankly. Quite, yeah, frankly speaking. Um, interesting. No, I, I like Bukestad. I liked him when he was here. Also, there's been so many people complaining all season how this team has ran back the same group. And now you want the others to acquire the same player they acquired last deadline that got them to the second round. You got to find a different option. I like him. And he lit us up the other day with two snipes. I just don't think I would go get him. I, I think that's part of the reason why he's kind of come into our mind again. Yeah. Because he did score two goals. What's his cap hit now anyway? Weren't people hard on him at the one. end of the playoffs yeah. anyways? Because he like, got outplayed and outscored and whatnot. A little bit. Like people kind of forget. And again, I liked him, but he did kind of fall off a cliff for a while. Yeah. There's a reason he was only 925 K for Arizona last season. Yep. And like $412 for us. I think it was. <laughs> yeah. And then it's 2 million on your cap next year. I don't know. I spent, I spent more at the, I uh, spent more at the bar there than, than we spent on him. <laughs> nah, it was $2 PBRs. Oh no, no the other, the other bar. Oh, the other bars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The other bar. There were some pricey ones there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's move along. We'll keep the trade talk going a little bit here with the silly season report. It's brought to you by Greta. We will be out at Greta on Saturday night, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. It's going to be Saturday. a good party. Doors open at seven. You can get your tickets at nationgear.ca. A prepaid shot when Edmonton scores their first goal. BOA on the screens. I'll be there on the mic doing plenty of giveaways. It is going to be an absolute vibe. Today for the Silly Season Report, we are taking a look at Frank Saravalli's trade targets board. Interesting. He has a new list up at dailyfaceoff.com. It goes 40 names deep, but we're just going to deal with kind of the top little chunk here. So I'm going to go through five names at a time. And you guys are going to tell me which players you think should be on the Oilers radar. The first five, Noah Hannafin, Chris Tanev, Jake Gensel, Adam Henrique, and Jake Allen. Allen, Henrique, Gensel, Tanev, Hannafin. Two. Oh, it's up on the screen. Oh, look at that. There you go. So in the first five, who do you like, Rick? Uh, you're not going to take Hannafin. You'll look at Tanev. You'll consider Gensel. You'll consider Henrique, and you will not look at Allen. I think I'm with you. Henrique, if he's twice retained, I'm somewhat interested in. Gensel costs a lot, so I'm not sure if I want to do that. I think I'd rather fill two holes than just get him. Tanev, I'm in on. Dan? I would just do Tanev, and then Henrique, you got to rinse him a few times to get yeah. his contract down, but that would be a good Yeah, the Gensel injury is the big question there. Yeah, that too. Well, in the cost of acquisition for Gensel, to me, is just too high. Like, two firsts, for two firsts and maybe something else to get the money retained for Gensel, like, you could go get both Henrique and Tanev with that money. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably not doing that then. Yeah, Liam, I'm starting to think maybe I just go for Tanev and nobody else. On we that need top four. Oh, in the top five, in the top five, yeah. in the top five. I just think this this market makes zero sense to me. So the fact that like pull up the list again, I guess. Hannafin, Gensel, and Henrique are probably all going to cost you a first round pick, but somehow the top handed right handed defenseman isn't going to potentially cost you that. Yeah, Frank says a second. Just doesn't cost doesn't make any sense to me at all. So I, I think I think Tanev is almost exactly what the others need on the blue line. 
the next five are Sean Walker, Nick Dowd, Riley Smith, Scott Lawton, and Jacob Markstrom. Liam, who do you like on that list? Nobody. Dowd? No. Oh, I like Dowd. I'm not paying a first round pick for him. Lawton? Those are my two. I just think you're going to get to the point with law and where it's like, well, now we need to play Ryan McLeod as you know, because he is a winger. No pay. Oh, pay. Cause he's a three year deal. Right. Yeah. I just don't think it's worth the squeeze. I almost just want to rental that. I can try and resign next season for a cheaper deal. Fair enough. Dan, who do you like in this next group of five? Nobody. Is that Dan. an answer? Yeah, yeah it can uh, be like, I mean, what a what a year! How many years are we removed from Jacob Markstrom when he was offered to be here for yeah, six million per ten? Is definitely not an option. No, yeah, no way. Yeah, no, not not okay. not really applying to me there, appealing to me there. Okay, Rick. I like a player like Dowd, but the acquisition costs might be too much. Same with Riley Smith and Lawton. Like it's it really comes yeah. down to how much you're going to charge to to bring the player in. If they'll give you Dowd for a second, I'm all over that. Yeah, I probably would be as and well. Save your first. Like if you to, traded your first and second and got Dowd and Tanev, that'd be legit. I'd like to make a statement. Yep. Okay. Nick Dowd. It's a podcast. So. And I'm going to I'm going to turn off the thing so everyone can I see still me. Cam Ooh. on Liam. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom in. TikTok camera. Why I don't understand the big deal that he has an extra year on his contract. Like I, I get it from the sense of like, Oh, we got an extra guy, but then also you're paying your fourth line center 1.3 million. If you can't go into the summer and I don't know who's available and find a fourth line center for around a million bucks, then what are we doing? Like, I just don't understand that being the value. And I understand, I get that. Like he plays against tough opponents and he's a good player, but I would not spend a first round pick on that guy. Cause I think it's, you need to not view him as a fourth line center. He's almost like a third line center. I think when you look yeah, at the I matchups guess. he takes, he scores a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit, but you're never going to play him like that. So he, you can view him like that, but he'll never play as your third line center. Yeah, but at one point three million, I think getting a second year out of that guy—if you like him—that's that's good value. I suppose. I don't, I don't mind know. the contract. I don't like the the first round pick. I don't mind the contract either. I'm not saying that's going to be like a, a deal breaker for me. I just I don't know why that's the value of a first round pick now. So who's they're saying that Dowd is going to cost you a first round? On, from that list, we've heard Dowd and Walker would both be firsts. And I would assume Lawn would be as well. Riley's fresh to the list. And I think, wasn't it Holtz was the original trade for? It was a high end Devils. So essentially a first round. All right, Liam, go to the next group of five. Pavel Buchnevich from the Blues, Jacob Chikrin on the Sens, Carrier, Alexander Carrier on the Predators, Tarasenko on the Sens, and Anthony Mantha of the Capitals. Rick, who do you like in that group of five? Again, without knowing contracts and whatnot, I think you like a player like Buskevich. Chikrin, I'm not into. Carrier's okay. Tarasenko would be an interesting addition here. And Anthony Mantha, I think he'd look good near fourth line, maybe that third line there. But I don't know if he's been consistent enough that you'd be worried about what he's going to bring to you next year. Oh, pending Detroit. UFA. Everyone on that list except Chikrin and Buchnevich are pending UFAs. Ken Holland definitely drafted Anthony Mantha, didn't he? I think so, yeah. Okay, well, that's probably what we'll get in. Listen, there's nothing wrong with drafting a guy out of the QMJHL. I watched him in Halifax. He was that <laughs> low goal kid? scorer. Is that um, Mo Mantha's kid? I don't know. I don't know, honestly. Mo I wanted to ask about Nick Dowd and, and Jim Dowd, too, by the way, but... But he was a he was Speaking a Valdor Foyer Foyer and he uh, he left or he led the league in scoring I think in his last he did. year. I just, I think he's like again he, his money is obscene. He makes five 
what five plus uh, a yeah, year? Five seven five. So you'd have to get him kept. You'd twice. have to rinse him twice. Five, seven, five? But Anthony, Anthony Matha. But if you could get him, to me, he's like that big body that could score some goals in your bottom six. Again, just makes way too much money. So Tarasenko is the only guy off that list. So yeah, like the interesting thing there. Um, no on both those related questions, by the way, Rick. Interesting. Um, Mantha, like if Washington only wants a third for him and you can get a third party because his value is not high at all. And a third party says, we'll keep the other little bit for a fourth. Then it's like, hey, is giving up a third and a fourth for Anthony Mantha, a guy who scores pretty well at five on five. That's not that crazy. If no. Looking to make a bottom six ad that can actually have an impact. He would be one. Yeah, I think he would be as well. Um He's a check down option though. Yeah. Like I would take Gensel Buznevich. Well, basically the, all yeah. the wingers on that list. Buznevich, I think will be too hard to fit in next year. Tarasenko, I think would be a really good option. Um, Carrier, I like as a CC upgrade. We floated out the idea of going and getting Carrier and Novak in one deal with the Nashville Predators, which would be freaking sweet. Uh, last five names we're going to go through, Liam. And we'll move on to hot and gold performers. Mikhail Granlund, one more year at 5 million bucks. So he's got some term and he's pricey. Tyson Berry, pending UFA. Matt Dumba is a pending UFA. Anthony Duclair, $3 million pending UFA. Joel Edmondson, $1.9 million, $1.75 million. Also a pending UFA. Dan, I'll let you go first. To me, Dumba just makes too much sense for a check down option for this team. If we've missed out on every other defensive pickup. You go out and you just take Dumba off of Arizona's hands for nothing. Is he getting paid two and a half million he's right 3. now? Three point nine. Oh, so three. if they kept half, he's affordable at least. Yeah. So I, I, I like again. I think we're just kind of trimming at the surface here at the edges, and I, I do think that Ken Holland is going to come out of nowhere, and the name that we do end up with will be off of this top twenty list. Back home esque. Yep. But that's uh, yeah. I would, I would, I could see a Dumba coming in this team. Tyson Berry, anybody? No. <laughs> I really like uh, Duclair at three million bucks. Like, again, yeah. as a check down option, if he's only going to cost you, like Mantha, a third and a fourth to have someone else keep the money, it's like, sign me up for that and all is day. He done at the end of the year? Yeah, done at the end of the year. So you could extend him if you want to do whatever. Also, Joel Edmondson, not the player he once was at all. But if he's going to be dirt cheap to acquire and Washington keeps a bit of that $1.75 million cap it, that's an ideal seventh D man for the playoffs. Guy yeah. who's been on some runs before, knows how to play playoff hockey, averaging 16 minutes a night right now. He's nothing more than a sixth defenseman when you put him in the lineup, but he can play both sides of the blue line. Like there's something there with, with Edmondson. Yeah. And he is been there, done it, right? Yep. You could get him down to a million bucks and then you could have worse acquisitions. And that's a man saying that who is told Edmondson he's not welcome in this city. So consider that. Yeah. I like Duclair. Duclair many, might be a decent fit. I like Duclair. I'd like a, a Dumbo. I just don't think he fits uh, today. I don't think he's that much better than CC. Hey, are we not seeing an issue there? I just was kind of noticing looking at the, both of those lists or are, are how many teams are actually listed on there? Are we saying like, there's no there's like teams. seven or eight teams that are the sellers and we'll the go rest back are to buyers? the top 10. Three GMs control 80% of Frank's top 10. That's that's insane. I just, and so like when you hear that people are saying like that the price is this or that this is the asking price, I just don't know if I believe any of that Maybe right Frank's now because who some, knows what it some is. Some presents to put these guys on. <laughs> yeah. Free tickets next year. So, uh, yeah. Shall we run through them? Just race, read the names. Sure. So it's uh, Jason Zucker, Brett Kulak, Mike Hoffman, Kaliev, hmm. Mark andre Fleury. Frank says about 10% chance he think Fleury actually gets moved now. Keep going. 26 to 30 is Provorov, Greenway, Jordan Eberle, Brandon Duhame, Morgan Frost. 
And then 31 to 35 is John Merrill, Tessier, Elvis Merce-Lickens, Nick Sela, Tony D'Angelo. And then 36 through 40 is Kevin Hayes, Jack Roslevic, uh, Andrew Peake, and or Boquist, Kevin LeBanc, and Trevor Zegers. Yeah, yeah, but folks, all of Frank's list from dailyfaceoff.com. All right, we are going to move along and get to hot and cold performers since bag milk is in here to uh, hit the buttons. I'm going to go run over there. Okay. Farewell. For now. That was a good run. All right, back over on a different microphone. Uh, we're getting is it for, on? Do we check that microphone? I I would say it's in the split, I would guess. Yeah. It, Fingers crossed. It's working out <laughs> all right. Um, all right, gentlemen. Oh, that Ooh, hello. Right. Yeah, we got a little bit too loud there. Doing everything on the fly. Hot and Cold Performers is sponsored by just us. Rick, Dan, Tyler, and Liam. Yep. Uh, let's get into it. Let's start with our veggies. I'll start at the end with Dan. What do you got for Hot and Cold Performers? <laughs> Uh, there's a couple of options I had this week, uh, myself, uh, for cutting out the ice yesterday and giving myself just blisters Ooh. everywhere on my hands. That was brutal. That looks, close. uh, but, uh, I'm going to give it to the NHL, uh, for holding this symposium in Winnipeg now, because all of a sudden yeah. we're concerned with the attendance numbers in Winnipeg, not talking about Florida. We're not talking about Arizona, not talking about Carolina. We're talking about Winnipeg and we're focused again on Winnipeg's issues. I just, it's frustrating for me. Frank did a good job talking about it this morning on the daily rundown. It's, it, it's just, it's a silly situation to be that upset about Winnipeg and causing them, them to show up in the news cycle again, right? When you have a franchise, it's probably going to run off to St. Louis or Salt Lake. Uh, so for me, it's Batman and the Winnipeg nonsense. I'm upset. That was stupid. Yeah. I think it needs to be equal to the rest of the teams out there. Right. Cause there's yeah. a, there's a, there's something to be said about pulling your weight in this league. Mm-hmm. You know, being a revenue share yep. and whatnot. Um, it's probably not a great look out in Winnipeg that your numbers keep dropping like that. Yep. However, you can't single out one yes. organization like that. I, I get it. You're probably trying to draw all the eyes away from the whole Arizona situation. For mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, when you have other teams out there doing the same thing, you kind of need to, hey, all you guys. Liam? Okay, so I'm going to say mine. and I'm not saying it's this person. I'm just saying it sucked. But when we were flying down to Arizona, <laughs> we had to get there pretty early. So we got to the airport at five and I got up at four something and I was sleeping on the plane and I got woken up by the lady next to me. And I always, it's not her fault. I'm in the ILC. It's part of the, part of the job, <laughs> but it sucked to be woken up. That's it. Yeah. Oh, get cold. That was it. Hey, I thought there was so much more coming. No, that's it. I, know, I thought there was going to be a reason behind yeah. it, but I do like how you said, that's the job. It's kind of like the anchor it's at, at the uh, the anchor at the blackjack table, right? Sometimes you got to hit on fifteen when you don't want to hit on fifteen. Yeah, yeah you got to do the dirty work, Rick. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about everyone who has to drive downtown and everything like this, and I know it's an issue everywhere in this damn city. And I've probably said this before, but it's the construction out here right now. You're like the 104 Ave is a relatively major artery downtown. And you get to a point where you come up to 104 and 109, where if you have a left turn and a right turn and a, someone crossing the street, nobody's going anywhere. And then you look around at all the areas that are under construction that are blocked off. How many workers are out there? Damn near zero. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing here, but we need to start holding city council people a little more accountable for this stuff. And if it's dropping underneath your watch, you lose your job like pretty much any other job. Worse, worse, worse. I hope some of you are listening too. 
Uh, mine will go to Adam Rizichka. No one said you can't party. Just don't do it on Instagram. I also drink a beer at Roger's place and I get crazy. You thought about that. There's no way that was as I hit the button. <laughs> uh, also, uh, bonus call performer, fanatics for the MLB uniforms. Holy moly. What There's- a joke. Nice genitalia everywhere. <laughs> you can see guys' balls. But is this not Nike still? No I one. That's what, I don't know. There's I think that's what I, yeah, I think that's what's come out is that Nike is still in charge of the uniforms for another like year and a half. And this is what hockey has to worry about too, because for the first two years, the Fanatics deal, apparently it's going to be fine. But then after that, They're that's like when Fanatics. using the Adidas yeah. supplier, yeah. Yep. Then all after right. that, it's all bets are off. Hot performer of the week, Rick. <laughs> I'm just going to bring my camera up again. Uh, you know what? I know you used him as your uh, who delivered, but I'm giving it to Corey Perry. I think he's doing everything you need on the ice right now. He's filling that role, and I absolutely love watching pretty much everything he does out there. It's getting hot in here. Liam. How about this weather we're having? Ding dong. That's it. That's all I got. It's so right. nice outside. <laughs> the Good quickest job. hot and cold performers of all time. By <laughs> yep. Uh, Dan. <laughs> well, I was going to give it to the hot, to the weather myself because I, I feel like this show, uh, we often and dunk on the weather ice. and I was chipping the ice, uh, but I'm going to give it to Lindy Ruff for his funny uh, quote today, blaming the media apparently for the power play struggles in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So Lindy Ruff, you get my hot performer of the week. Can you explain that, please? He in his he in say? his in his press conference. I don't know if it was last night or the, or this morning. He just he was listing off all the issues that the power play is having, and included the fact that the media is covering it in excess as being one of the reasons as to why it's struggling. Which Aww. I mean, like you know what he's saying. Everybody understands what he's saying well, there, but the media the, members were the, like, I bring up the the downside of our power play right now. So I guess. I will take blame yes. for being part of the reason why our PP is not working out so well. I Get apologize, everybody, uh, and I will. I will do my best to help it out. So yeah, sometimes when I watch the Oilers power play, I get frustrated because I feel like McDavid's just looking for Leon Drysaddle all the time. Frank was saying today, apparently the Devils kind of have a problem where Luke Hughes only wants to pass to Jack. Oh, <laughs> and like their power, no one's they can't move the puck on their power because Luke's always just looking for Jack, which I found funny. Uh, my hot performer of the week is self-driving cars, mm. gentlemen. That was cool as hell. I was in a car with no driver. Then Rick got yelled at by a lady on the intercom for not wearing his seatbelt. It was a Jaguar. It was a self-driving electric Jaguar. Now can you now compare it to some of the drivers you've seen since we've been home? I feel people were like, did you feel safe? I'm like the odds of a computer making a mistake and the odds of what some insane person on the road making a mistake. I'm going to side with the computer. And I tell you this, I don't know if those cars could handle it, be here no, because of the erratic. We're just going to call erratic drivers here. I had some yeah. other adjectives. That- Anyways, self-driving cars. You get my hot performer of the week. I can't believe it. Also shout out to Jack Michaels and Louis DeBrusque. We saw on the nation vacation. It's true. Louis signed Captain Felton's rookie card necklace. They were literally like it was insane. Yeah, their their broadcast spot was pretty much the the, the center ice line, but right along the right along the concourse. Man. So we walked right past the concourse, and their shelf was five feet. They were they were talking the entire broadcast as if like it was like a foreign country to them. They were just talking about how close they are to the ice, and their perspective is yeah. it's way easier to play the game. And I wish we were over. It. Closer to them. Yeah. Because I want to know how our noise would have traveled into their microphones. 
Mm, they fair. they said right at the start that it felt like the building was 75 percent yeah but when they're calling the game yeah can you hear stupid things i mean if you watch oh, yeah. some of kenny's videos like i'm an idiot i do what i do uh would that have translated through their microphone oh yeah i don't know maybe yeah maybe it would have because right? you guys are would right there yeah yeah all right that is a wrap gentlemen the oilers play a weekend set of back-to-backs quickly we'll go around the horn minnesota and then calgary just tell me if they win lose or win both i think they lose to minnesota and then thrash calgary uh win both they're winning both i'm going to say a tight ot win against mini and then i'm with dan i think they're just gonna steamroll calgary on a saturday night big shout out to wendy's doordash nation gear and greta thanks for tuning in today everybody to another episode of oilers nation radio we'll be back on monday even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.